have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the blustery Glenn Stansberry. Yeah, it's it's cold out there, Brian. And windy. It is cold and windy. Blustery. <laughs> Roads are snow-packed. It's true. I, you know, last time we were doing this, I, we talked about how it was just, you know, it's almost there. It's almost going to warm up for us. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are two weeks later, and it's like exactly the same. Mm-mm. Not warming up. It's like Groundhog Day or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think well, actually. So last last time we recorded, we actually had to delay it a day mm-hmm. because of weather, and we probably should have delayed this a day because of weather. Yeah, but we didn't. No, that's just dedication. <clears throat> We're sticking it to Punxsutawney Phil right now. That's right. Um, you know, some people think that he can predict the the weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my faith in him has been rattled, and I think that you know, I I think we should go on record and make our own prediction right now. Okay, let's do it. I mean, I am I'm not seeing my own shadow <laughs> here right now. So I guess that means um, early spring this year. Early spring, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go on record and say that early spring. How early? Uh, <laughs> around the first week of March. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, mm-hmm. you can uh, take that to the bank. No. Oh. Uh, just don't deposit it in the next yeah, week wait, or so. Wait till Monday. Yeah, wait, wait, wait a week. Um, speaking of uh, putting it in the bank, uh, me and me and Glenn are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com will take your deposit and store it away for you. Gentleman will... Uh, will... Will diversify... Will write your, you a check. Will write you a check. We'll write you a cashier's check of knowledge. That our website can't cash. That Yeah. <laughs> Not good in 50 states. Um, <laughs> no, gentleman.com is a fun little site you can go to. You can uh, stop on over to gentleman.com where you can learn some stuff. Hmm. Do some fun things. Mm-hmm. Interact with some people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pontificate. Ask questions. Get answers yeah. to questions. Uh, all kinds of stuff over at gentleman.com. It's a fun little site. I encourage you to visit. And after you do that, I encourage you to go to podcast.gentleman.com where you can listen to 152 episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast. I should clarify that. Mm, we're not mm-hmm. talking about, we're not going to record 152 episodes tonight. No. Uh, that, you know, we we top out at about 120. Um, right. So anyway, Glenn, stop over to podcast.gentleman.com. You can listen to some previous episodes. You can also find the links that we're going to talk about on this episode today. It's going to exist on podcast.gentleman.com. So if you if you hear something and you're curious about it, we'll have some links up there that you can follow some stories uh, if you need any more information. And speaking of needing more information, if you want to get more information about anything, uh, you can get in touch with me and Glenn. <laughs> Why limit it to uh, yeah. <laughs> questions about the website? Why, why just gentlemen? <laughs> just 
anything. If What's you have questions. Of life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just throw anything at us. That's fine. You can do so by sending a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044, where we will get your letter. We will discuss it. We will put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. And uh, we'll talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We will uh, probably send you something back in return as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, most likely at least a reply as we've been known to do before uh and uh failing that if you can't uh send a letter to us understand that's a lot of work you mm-hmm. know you got to find paper mm-hmm. got to find a pen you got to put a stamp on an envelope and then send it that's kind of a pain right, right. uh so what you could do failing that is yeah. uh send an email to howdy at gentleman.com and uh, glenn and i will still get it it eventually will make our make its way to our desk and uh, we'll respond in kind. It's quite simple. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's modern technology. Right. Electronic mail. Uh, Brian, apparently they've come out with uh, this thing called the Forever Stamp. Mm. I don't know if you've purchased any of those. Yeah, I mean, I think the the promise is that a couple hundred years from now, I'll still be able to mail, you know, letters with, with that stamp. It's like buying stock it, in the post office. It really is. I uh, I'm betting I'm, I'm betting hard on I've got a room full of stamps forever stamps. Hmm. You know I'm hoping wow. ten a years from full. now. Ten years from now I'm hoping to make a, in the make a pretty penny on that. <laughs> I mean literally a penny on that. Yeah. Right. How much do you think a stamp will cost in ten years? I don't know. Like a hundred dollars. Yeah, probably. One hundred and fifty dollars. Like Bitcoin. Yeah, I know. It's a new Bitcoin. Right. Forever stamp. It's the old <laughs> Bitcoin. It's new to you. New to me. Old to you. <laughs> what? I don't know how we got here, but I know how to get ourselves out of it. How did we get... <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that is, the, that is going to the media episode, which is the drink of the week this yes. week. Yes. Uh, and this week, it's... You You went and picked this one up. This is a... I'm already, look at me. I'm already opening it. Sorry. Well, that's we're... all right. I, <laughs> I have that effect on people, so... You know, I'll just go ahead and start pouring them for us. Okay, that's, that's probably a good idea. So, uh, I should tell you a little bit about this beer, though, I think is what you're getting at, right? Yeah, yeah, you should tell us a tale about this beer. <laughs> All right, well, this is the... Now, I, I, I almost didn't get this because... For a couple reasons, but the Boulevard Chocolate Ale. Uh, as a general rule of thumb, Brian and I don't like to dabble in the uh, dark like arts of, of... We don't like chocolate. <laughs> Of mixing beer Good with, choice, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. How many times do we have? To... Right. Brian shot me a look as I walked in the door. Uh, yeah, chocolate ale. Now this is uh, this is interesting because um, the Boulevard Chocolate Ale. Uh, it's I think they kind of alter the release every year a little bit. So when this first came out, it was like raspberry chocolate ale, and I tried it and it was puke worthy. But. Um, I, I, I'm excited about this one. They do a collaboration with a, a local chocolatier named Christopher Elbow. And this is Christopher Elbow Chocolate. And he's uh, downtown Kansas City mm. um, chocolatier. Okay. Uh, it's made with aged cacao nibs. Okay. Um, and chocolate and vanilla extracts. And <laughs> the cacao nibs. Like. Cacao nibs. Uh, now, now, th- now, this is where it gets interesting. It's 8.7% alcohol. So a little up there in the ABVs. Okay. 24 IBUs, so pretty pretty mellow. Are you waiting for the price? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for it. Okay. I if I were to, it, it was uh, fourteen dollars. 
Mm. For wow. a four pack. Mm. So loosely translate. Let's translate that to a six pack. That's uh, twenty one dollars. So um, that's uh, that's a lot. You're getting a lot here. No, you're not getting very much for a lot of money. Um, so no, that's no. already gonna. The way we rate beers with our proprietary mu- mustache twist scale. Um, computer learning algorithm mm-hmm. uh, is that it'll take all these factors into account uh, long after we've you know done our little uh, you know two step yeah our two step and just rating the beer based on mm-hmm. taste right um, that's fallible right not infallible like the mustache twist scale computer right but this is limited release it usually comes out around Valentine's Day um, yeah bro. <laughs> So you could share one with a loved one, or you could get drunk. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> right. So it's, uh, it works for all people. Right. And we're going to attempt to do both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Brian, that's how I feel about you. Yeah. Um, here, I'll even pour this for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I thought about picking this up. Well, I think the last episode was near Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Look at that color. Mm. It's just... Uh, what is that? Forty EBC? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so there you have it—the Boulevard Chocolate Ale. It'll cost an arm and a leg, uh, but it—it'll uh, get the job done. Apparently. Well, I think it smells it. like bananas too. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, nothing like a chocolate banana. <laughs> Chocolate banana beer. Beer with cacao nibs. Cacao nibs. Sorry. Let me... Don't want to rush the pour. It's very important. Um, all right, oh, bro. Oh, you know what? It's. I just saw in the food pairings that... Oh. Uh, fried plantains is one of the food pairings. So there must be something about that. It's it's something else. It smells pretty strong. <laughs> yep. There you go, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. Frankly. I mean, not that I don't trust your taste. <laughs> but, Who knows I don't. Well, I just, you know, chocolate ales, there's a, there's a lot that can go wrong with a chocolate ale. Well, and the weird, the weirdest part is like usually the chocolate beers are like stouts and porters. Yeah. And, this is not that really. It's a really thin kind of beer, but it's. They figured it out. That's surprisingly good. But we have a we have a tall order in front of us because we have to figure out how to rate this. It's a good, well crafted beer that is way too expensive. Mm-hmm. That's true. There's um, a downfall of this. Um, yeah. So how this works is we usually me and Glenn give a couple of arbitrary ratings that really don't mean anything. And then we uh, throw it over to the Mustache Twist Scale computer, which is our proprietary uh, algorithmic AI-based machine learning uh, Bitcoin uh, recursive... Um, recursive. <laughs> <laughs> computer mm. that uh, actually uh, Powered by Watson. provides a final report, which is an empirical... Empirical... Impalicable? Palpable. It's already getting to me. <laughs> this show's going to be great. Impeccable. 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 Infallible. Uh, mustache with scale computer with a final rating that'll actually make scientifically provable sense. Yes. So, Glenn, uh, if you mm. had to just give an arbitrary rating to this beer, what, what would it be? I know that the price is not nice, but the rest of it's pretty nice. 
Um, so, uh, what would you what would you throw on it? Well, I would give it much higher, but because of the price, I think I have to go an eight point two. You're gonna go eight two. I was gonna go seven point eight because mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. But mm-hmm. fourteen dollars for a four pack is a lot, even though it is an eight point seven percent alcohol by volume. That's a lot. Right, and you know, like beer sommeliers and the highfalutin types are gonna go gaga over this and right. say everybody, this is a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. We're giving it to you straight here. It's a great beer. Price not nice, but not if you want to retire ever. Right. So, four hundred one k. Right. Beer. Or, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's. <laughs> if your financial advisor doesn't understand that, then that's their problem. Oh yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's type some facts in the MTS computer, and then we're going to get an, an official empirical, scientifically provable scale uh, score for this uh, Boulevard chocolate ale now this is the 2019 version the 2019 version yeah so there's a lot of different versions just make sure you don't take our word for it and then go get the wrong version you want that raspberry thing but Mm -hmm. uh okay glenn so let's let's review some facts here you said now i'm going to type this into the mts computer why why i say this here let me set this down okay you said that the alcohol by volume was 8.7 percent the ibus were 24 Mm -hmm. Uh, the color was 40 EBC, which is what I said, actually. And I was correct, of course. Yeah, yeah, you, you were. Um, and uh, there's roasted cacao nibs in here. And, uh, <laughs> what we said, oh, and the price. The price was... $14. $14. For four-pack. So, for, four for six-pack, it's $21. $21. The fact, yeah, that's... that's <laughs> and our average for a six-pack is around eight fifty. Mm. Yeah, so that's pretty... Rough sled. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, well, I believe that's all the MTS computer needs to hear before it, it comes up with a... Uh, in fact, I can hear it approaching already? the end of its printing wow. cycle uh, mm-hmm. coming up here. So I'm going to go get that. Why don't you tell the fine people what our friends at Beersnob.com had to say about this beer? Well, obviously, let me just... Obviously, many uh, erroneously voted... The uh, for for different versions of this of oh, this right. ale, so 2018, 2017, it's a raspberry one. So yeah. I had to find the 2019 rating. Oh, okay. you found I had to dig for it. Okay. And uh, out of out of uh, 3,400 reviews, I get of a 7.4. 7.4. Hmm. I would have thought the snobs would have been all over this one because they can afford to spend 14 dollars on a four pack of beer. They probably didn't like the fact they didn't have enough hops in it. That that could it is a low IBU thing, situation. Mm. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter because the Mustache Whiskey Ale computer has uh, provided us with an empirical, infallible, mm-hmm. um, scientifically provable, impeccable uh, score for the. It's been like Willy Wonka all of a sudden. Uh, let me just flip through this here and uh... Willy Wonka. Oh, there's some. Uh, yeah, that's it. Some facts about 2019. Kansas City. 2019 chocolate season See here was good this year. So yeah, chocolate crop. Okay, the uh, the mustache whiskey computer. <clears throat> I just found the the, sc- the score here after searching through all those pages of this report, and it comes up with an 8.0. Whoa, 8.0 on the nose. So uh, you and I were clo- we were pretty close there, but yes. uh, no cigar. So it could go with a cigar. Yeah, <laughs> this could go well with a cigar, and in fact, it might later. Um, <laughs> Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, that's hmm. an established fact now. This right. uh, 2019 chocolate ale is a uh, 8.0 on the mustache with scale. Uh, let's move on to some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. 
All right, Brian, batting leadoff. We have the one and the only Zamoose posting yet another fantastic uh, and confusing article. Uh, this is this is <laughs> it's very it's very hard to explain, uh, but we're gonna try. Mm-hmm. So the title is "This Person Does Not Exist," and that is the URL as well. This person does not exist. dot com, and you go to it and you click it and you see an image of a person, and that's all it is. And if you don't understand what's going on, it it might seem a little weird. But if you look closely at the picture, you'll see it's a little disjointed, a little weird. It looks like a person, but there's something on there's something going off, right? Mm-hmm. And what <clears throat> this is is um, the makers of this website have taken have taken um, n- neural networks and basically taking composites of people images of faces basically and mash them together to form new faces so the eyes of some person the mm-hmm. nose of another ears yeah face lips and it's all just kind of smashed together in a really kind of convincing way <laughs> it's so yeah. weird if you don't <clears throat> see the images <clears throat> excuse me if you don't see the images you think you're going to look at this picture and it's going to look like a monster but the really scary part about this is that it looks extremely convincing. Yeah. So, I mean, unbelievably convincing. In fact, when I saw, when I looked at this for the first time, I clicked on this link, and I refreshed it six times, and <laughs> I started looking up, is this a hoax? Yeah. Because it looks like a hoax. It looks like there's no way these pictures of people are not real. Right. Um, but then I found this. <laughs> you hit refresh enough huh well if you hit refresh enough um and i believe the the creators of this uh talk about it a little bit where sometimes there are some weird artifacts that make it very obvious that these are not real and i found a picture that's just weird and is that face paint? i don't know what that is i'm not really sure what's it Anyway, the point is... I'm just hitting refresh know, this, right now in the background. This site is fun because you Ooh. can just hit refresh a bunch of times and it's kind of mind-blowing. But um, the idea that these people are not real is just incredible. It's also quite frightening. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, this lady has a goiter. What's... So. what's... <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I, I uh, it's, you know... I felt like this was noteworthy enough to talk about because yes. it, it it starts this. Uh, so, if you go back to the original attack, um, so Zamoose kind of describes what's going on. Mm-hmm. on the, you know, none of these are real. It refreshes and generates a new photo every time he enters the page. Yeah, and the facts are all there, right? And then he says, "If anyone needs me, I'm currently balled up in the corner, whimpering existentially." Mm. And that's kind of what you feel like when you go to the site. It's a weird sensation. It feels wrong. It feels... So, to me, it's like you know something's off. Mm-hmm. You just don't... You can't figure out what until right. you realize. Because I, when I saw that, I saw it on a different uh, news source. And um, when I went to the website, and I and I didn't... There was no preamble. There was nothing... No context around it. And I was like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Also, these pictures are freaky. Yeah. And then you start to see a really bizarre one. And you start to figure out, okay, this... Wait, what? <laughs> what's yeah. going on? What's yeah. going on? But, yeah, it's... Uh, it's weird what we can do now with technology, right? Yeah, the uh, the AI side of thing is is kind of kind of strange, and it does look. I mean, it looked realistic to me enough that I questioned a lot of things, but primarily <laughs> if these were actually real people or not. So anyway, um, 
if you're interested, you should, instead of listening to us talk about it, uh, you can go to thispersondoesnotexist.com. I'm sure if you Google that, it'll come up right um, as well. So um, you should check it out and uh, get freaked out a little bit. And then uh, and, and you will. Your day. Yeah. Whew. Thank you, Zamoose. Thank you for that, uh, for um, bringing that into our, uh, our, our, our conscience here, our collective right. conscience. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, uh, the next person, what do you say about somebody who has contributed to the site as much as this person with such grace and character? Mm-hmm. It's me. I posted this. Uh, and it's titled, Emoji are showing up in cases and courts aren't prepared. And I saw this the other day. This is a, an article by The Verge. And it's it's something I'd not thought of. And that's, you know, when, when courts get a hold of uh, text transcripts, they, 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 you know, subpoena them and they, they get them from the uh, telecom providers. Mm-hmm. The, uh, a lot of times people text with just emojis or, you know, use emojis to add. Illustrate a point. Yeah. yeah. You know what it means. I yeah. send you an emoji. You know, we both have a shared understanding of what it means usually. Right. right. Um, uh, but the court doesn't. And so this is outline um, certain cases that have come up recently. All right. So the article in question starts off by talking about the rise of emojis in uh, court cases. Mm-hmm. And there's a researcher by the name of Eric Goldman who's been tracking all the references to emoji or emoticon in recent court cases since it looks like 2004 and they've just exploded in the last three or so years um, exponentially and um, so far he was basically saying that cases haven't really the outcome hasn't hinged upon uh, what an emoji means but the article tries to outline the point that judges don't really know how to interpret an emoji so for example in in one case they have a um a man who was arrested during a prostitution sting. And so they they brought his text in a transcript. And then it said, uh, there was, it says, the text was teamwork, make the dream work, with a high heels emoji, a money bag emoji, and a crown. And well, it, there's only one way you can take that. Right, right. Teamwork, make the dream work. And, he, and, and the defendant said, well... No, 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 no. I, 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 that was just in reference to a relationship. Uh, romantic relationship. Romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, any, anyway, t- the, the court didn't really, and the case didn't really hinge upon that text, but it brings a good question into play now. In our society, emojis are becoming so popular. Mm. What do we do with it? How do we interpret them? Especially when you're breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, um, I noticed the one... They talked about a they talked about a case in Israel in 2017, mm. and this actually did this did decide. Okay, this did decide the case, right? Mm. So this couple in Israel was looking at apartments, and they talked to a landlord. They went and looked at this apartment, and uh, they he the the landlord ended up meeting him and then offering him the apartment via text, right? Right. And they uh, they responded back with an enthusiastic text, and it was yeah we want the apartment, and then it contained a string of emojis. Yes. Okay. Now these emojis were a champagne bottle, a squirrel, and a comet. Right. 
Okay. Sh- wait, say that again. A champagne bottle. A squirrel. A squirrel and a comet. A comet, like a like an asteroid. Like, yes. Like a, like an asteroid. A space. A space comet. Not yeah. a comma. Not a comma. Not a comment. No, no, no. Yeah. Not a comment. A, a, com- a comet. Comet. Right. Um, and so the court actually said that their inclusion of these emojis were, in fact, icons that conveyed great optimism. And they found for the uh, landlord, because he said, whoa, I thought they were going to take the apartment. I mean, they, they put the squirrel champagne bottle comet emoji on there. And so he held the apartment for him, and then he never. they took another apartment, and they left him in the lurch. You know? Wow. So, I mean, in this case, justice prevails because exactly. who puts a champagne bottle squirrel comet emoji <laughs> on anything if it's not an enthusiastic yes? I, 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 I tracked with the, the champagne bottle. That makes sense. You know, it's a celebration. And the comet, I guess, like, you know. Going up. Yeah, bam. Together. Here we're we go. Bi- we're getting this apartment. The squirrel holding the nut. I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Did they give any explanation as to what? No. This is the problem with entering this stuff in the court documents. And here's the thing, Glenn. This is crazy. But they they have linguists yes. come into the courthouse. Now, here's where we come in, okay? Right. There are not, there's not such a thing as emoji experts Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that you can call into court right. yet. Yes. But mm. I submit that... We could be professional emoji interpreters. Now, that is a fantastic idea. Now, this is great because we've already started doing the research. Mm -hmm. Like, we could go up to the court and we could be on the stand Mm -hmm. and I could say, well, you know, the squirrel champagne bottle comet case of Israel 2017 clearly shows precedent that, in fact, confirmational texts with the squirrel do mean an enthusiastic yes. That's right. Um, so anyway, I, if you do need some legal assistance interpreting emojis, I would like to offer our services. This is from the article, Brian, to further your point. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Goldman, the, uh, the, the, the researcher, the law professor who's tracking all these. Yeah. <clears throat> he says, you could imagine if you got a winky face following the text sentence, you're going to read that sentence very differently than without the winky face. That's very true. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a, uh, um, an exclamation point, or is it? I was up to the interpreter. This, is, this, well, there you go. And a wink could mean something very different. That's right. I that's, mean, I mean, it can have multiple meanings. That's why you need expert testifiers uh, regarding emojis. I think the, I think, I yeah I, yeah um I'm gonna have to really start diving into some of the. Uh, the meanings behind emo- of these emojis. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I gotta, I gotta really like. I think we should make flashcards. Like we just put like three emojis together, and we yeah. like Brian. What Boom. do you see here? Four. It's right. Like the, it's like the blot test, right? Mm-hmm. Except for emojis. Yeah. Um. Well. Anyway, Glenn, we'll, we got a new uh, business idea out of this. So mission accomplished. Thanks for posting that article. Yes, I I, I do what I can, Brian. And um, next up, we're going to talk about a article that was posted to Gentleman.com from our old good friend, Demon. 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 Um, Demon has been a member of Gentleman.com for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He's always been a very awesome uh, contributor of content and also discussion and thought-provoking 
insightful articles, and this is uh, no different. This is called Adrian Brody on why it's never too late to become an artist. And Mr. Adrian Brody is an actor that most people are probably familiar with. He's been in a lot of films, and he is actually the youngest, um, I believe he's the youngest actor to achieve an Academy Award for Best Actor yeah. at the age of 29. I was surprised by that. I figured there'd be yeah. other actors that are in their 20s that have won that thing. But... Yeah, but apparently he's the youngest one ever. Now, he's 43 years old at this point, uh, but he won he won that award when he was 29 for uh, a movie called The Pianist. I've mm-hmm. seen it. Good movie. Um, but anyway, ever since then, he's been in all kinds of stuff. He's, he's a famous guy. He's a really successful actor. Uh, but he, when he was growing up, he wanted to be a painter. And he actually even went so far as to submit a uh, application to art school to mm. become a painter. And unfortunately, he was denied, and uh, he went down the path of becoming an actor instead, and became very successful at it. But now at forty-three, he did all right. He did all right. <laughs> uh, but now at forty-three, he kind of looks back on that as something that he um, he missed out on. So he decided, just on kind of a random situation, he was having a professional painter. A friend of his paint him a huge uh, piece for his house and he bought several canvases and ended up painting a little bit on one of them and his buddy that's a painter uh suggested that he he continue on and and urged him to continue doing it and since then he's he's gotten back into painting and he actually took two years off from acting mm. to to do painting and uh he also has donated many of his works to charity and he's raised Almost a million dollars. Wow! Uh, for various charities uh, that he sold at auction, he sold his paintings at auctions and stuff like that. So it's a really great story. He also credits his parents, who were both lifelong artists. Mm. They said they always encouraged him, as far as a career and stuff, to take risks and and do things unconventionally. And that's how he became an actor. And he even had a story about how he remember his dad when he retired from being a school teacher, took up painting after he retired uh, and. That was what he did, um, as uh, he would. Uh, he's, Adrian Brody said he remembers his dad going up in the attic, and working with paint all the time. And that was just like, I'm done. You know, this day job. I'm gonna <laughs> go do this passion, and and that's what I'm gonna do. So, anyway, he had some good role models, and I thought it was really cool that he got back into something. He also said it's really uh, relaxing because he doesn't have to deal with all the Hollywood. You know, the screenwriter and the director mm-hmm. and the producer and the you know all the all the things that go Creative into the movie. He said he controls everything yeah. himself, so that's a it's a welcome change. We're starting to see. I mean, we saw Jim Carrey kind of do this, yeah, in a very Same different thing. way. And mm-hmm. there, um, I'm forgetting another famous actor who followed the same suit. Basically, like got to a certain point and was like, well, time to start painting or writing or drawing. You know, like. They pursue another talent, which is really cool. I think a lot of times, and and, and Adrian Brody, <clears throat> and Adrian Brody's only doing this for a couple of years as of right now. But I yeah. mean, uh, it's nice to see people who can have enough perspective and self awareness to say, you know what, I'm going to step back, take a look at this, see how this uh, it might improve his acting. Who knows? It might That's get true. him more in touch with, uh, you know, the creative side in, uh, inside of him. But uh, yeah, I like Adrian Brody in any way. I think he's a, a really great actor, uh, yeah. aside from you know winning the Academy Award. I'm you know I I'm still thinking he's gonna. There's an article that's gonna come out and say, oh, just kidding. I yeah. was studying yeah. for this role. <laughs> the movie is called The Painter. The Painter, the pianist. 
the paintist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is cool. It's a good story. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he even made the point that, you know, he did all this stuff for charity, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that, uh, you know, taking a step away from acting for two years is really, you know, a financial, like that's a huge hit. I mean, that you'd take from, from not working in an industry where you make so much money. Um, well, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I mean, I, I, I like to hope that he had a, a little squirreled away squirrel squirrel with a comet bottle in the corner. <laughs> yeah let's hope so uh let's hope so well anyway uh cool story for uh thanks for posting that damon um your contributions are much appreciated as always and uh that means glenn it's time for the toast this week oh yes and uh this is this is a follow-up which we often do we'll post something and then you know maybe on the podcast we'll talk about it and then we'll say we're going to follow up on that. Right. We, we took this from J.J. Abrams, right? We always do. Right. All the time. Every Open time loops. we say we, we're going to follow up on something, we always do. And this is one of those instances uh, where I posted attack a few weeks ago about a guy, a runner being attacked by a mountain lion. The, the details were not... There weren't many details. Right. I don't know how to say that best. There weren't many details at the time. It was just runner got attacked. He ended up killing the mountain lion. He's going to be okay. Right. Is basically just the story. Well. I mean, in the last podcast, we talked about this. Might have been. Yeah, because it was pretty recently. But anyway, I was looking through stuff the other day, and I found an article about this guy. And uh, I posted it to gentleman.com. And it turns out this guy's a real character. Um, and at first, I thought, you know, the, he ended up doing a press conference. And he said he was going to try to keep this quiet and, and just, you know. Keep it to himself, but he's like, he found out, he thought, you know, there was such an uproar about this. Not uproar, but uh, the fact that he killed a mountain lion was, was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on Gentleman, you know. Right. From there, it just right. goes so, viral, right? right. So, um, anyway, he decides to do this press conference, and he uh, he turns out to be quite a character. Uh, Mr. Travis Kaufman is the man's name, and uh, he's a 31-year-old environmental consultant. And the first thing that stuck out to me, the first quote that stuck out to me, where it really just... <laughs> pulled me in <laughs> was that he was describing that he was going for a 12 to 15 mile run in this place in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's a park outside of Fort Collins, Colorado. He was going to do his training run and he heard a rustling behind him. And this is a direct quote from Mr. Kaufman. I turned around and was pretty bummed out to see a mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so anyway, he gets into this big fight with this mountain lion, rolls down a hill. uh, It gets a hold of his wrist in its mouth, and it's basically chewing his wrist off. And he describes that he uh, basically had to get his foot on the the lion's neck and Mm -hmm. choke it to death. And uh, he was he had some interesting. But he said that basically they asked him about that whether he was remorseful about that at all and he said that he wasn't remorseful about it but it was a case of two like he said the mountain lion and i were in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah and that's a really good way to say it it was yeah. like i don't feel bad about it but i don't feel good about I'm it i'm not proud of it <laughs> but um he had a really good sense of humor about it and it turned <laughs> out that he's not gonna lose his arm or anything um he had some major stitching that had to go on and his he had to have his yeah, face yeah. cleaned up and everything like that uh, but he was training for like a. He said he's training for his first race. I think he said it was a, a fifty k run or yeah. something like that. 
first race that's his first race yeah well really really uh, dipping his toe in the water there. yeah exactly um <laughs> but anyway so uh mr kaufman's gonna make it uh this article's great there's tons of really funny uh comments he makes about chuck norris right and you know all these different things the guy seems like a real character he's got a good sense of humor about it um so anyway this this guy uh really uh, I don't know. It was just a. It was just a funny story that made me laugh, and so I, I think Mr. Kaufman deserves a hearty toast. He he reminds me of uh, like every trail runner from Colorado I've ever met. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you think of like Colorado trail runner, right. this is the guy that pops right. into your head. Yep. And uh, and yeah, and uh, I guess I guess though, if you're able to walk away from that and uh, have a sense of humor about it. Uh, take somebody that's a little bit more laid back, a little bit more easygoing, and uh, he certainly seems that way. So, yeah, he's great. All right, so cheers, Mr. Coffin. Glad you made it. Um, well done, Travis. Well done, Travis. Mm. <clears throat> okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, hot and bunny topic. And uh, this week, Glenn, I've. I've been thinking about a lot of different things recently, Glenn, just sitting on my couch, staring off into space alone in a dark room, thinking about things, you know? And uh, one of the topics that really has been bugging me lately is every time I go to one of my favorite restaurants, Oh yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. even the high-end stuff like McDonald's or Chipotle or something like <laughs> that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they yeah, have high, they have some look i don't want to mm. you know but sometimes you gotta right. um they have signs up on their door for stuff like grubhub stuff like uber eats right and i start going to these restaurants you know i i'm a regular at these places mm-hmm. and so i start you know i look at the people behind the counter and i say what's this grubhub thing all yeah. about they say oh well, we we deli- that that you can order this on the phone and they will deliver it to you or over the internet. Mm. You know, an application on your so, cellular device. So this 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 is really this really chaps my ass, Glenn. Uh, and I wanted to know what you thought about it because well, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of points that I have to make about this, but yeah. I want to I want to let you describe uh, what your what your feelings on this are. Well, Brian, obviously, I think this is great. This right. is great right. for the local economy, for one. All right, for the fact that uh, you know, like, th- let's take Chipotle for example. Mm-hmm. Night like tonight, I'm thinking, oh man, the burrito sounds good right now. Right, maybe some guac. Right, right, right. Oh, I could really go for a burrito, but the roads are ice packed. Why not send somebody else on a foolhardy errand? Right, it's not mine. It's not me. <laughs> so I, I Grubhub uh, this. I go to Chipotle and I get it to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go to the website and I get it to go, right. and it's delivered to me. And the delivery person, you know, falls up my driveway and right. manages to hand me the the food and with just a small upcharge. And right, I think it's everybody's fantastic. happy. Everybody's right? happy. The the the, the employee the Chipotle's happy. The driver's happy. I'm happy. I think it's a win-win situation. Uber's happy. Uber's happy. Is it owned yeah. by? I'm guessing they have Uber Eats. Yeah, okay. which is Uber's version. There's Grubhub, and I'm sure there's seven other Lyft, 
Tickle. Uh, yeah. Lift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lift. I don't know. We'll have to work on the name. Of it. I don't know. Grub. I'm sure there's there's something about it. But uh, Glenn, I've got a couple of personal stories about this. Oh no. First of all, first of all, I have to say, as a semi-retired former professional delivery driver. Oh, okay. What right. institution was uh, Little Caesars? Oh, okay, okay. I I I, I keep thinking it's Domino's. No, I no, feel no. bad. I feel bad. No, 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 no. Little Caesars. Right, right, right. Pizza, pizza. I used to uh, professionally drive for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you did would, get paid for it. I I did get paid for it. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was good. You know, I don't want to. Uh. I was good at it. I'm just gonna, you know. Let me just interject real quick here. Brian's not being cocky. He's being confident. I'm right? just, yeah. he's, he's sure of I, his abilities. Yeah, uh, I can see it in his eye. I was hell of a driver. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, so that just got got me thinking. You know, there's no way somebody with an app could have done what I did. You know what I mean? Like, I I right, didn't even need to see right. a map. Oh wow! A month in. Whoa. You know what I mean? Whoa! Like, I just uh, oh okay. I was, like, all the of <laughs> I was like beautiful mind. I was like beautiful mind. I mean the numbers are flying by. I've got strings right. going up and down. I'm making seven deliveries in the quickest amount Elm? of time. How yeah, do I get to Elm from here? it was it was a whole thing. Oh, but that one's closed. And what it required was number one, a highly intelligent brain. Right. And number two, right. uh, a great deal of experience and expertise that mm. I gained on mm-hmm. the job, hands on mm-hmm. delivering pizzas in between folding boxes, which I also did. Oh. Uh, but that's another story. Cuts. That's another story altogether about the gig economy. And <laughs> my point is, as a uh, a former professional driver, right? I, I'm a, I'm a little concerned about these rookies mm. that just pull a smartphone out and right. all of a sudden they're they're drivers for right. delivering food. Like it, you just be anybody and, and and drive people's food around these days. Well, I guess I guess you could. I be... threw. I went through a thorough vetting process when I went yeah. to work at Little Caesars. Oh, oh, I see how it is. Right. So you're you you you're saying there should be a wall between yeah. yes professional. I think they should build a wall. There should be a wall between <laughs> a wall between your smartphone and the food delivery. Yes. All right, it's more of a metaphorical wall, but still uh, one that's yeah. You know, yeah. Gonna. This is a great idea. Uh, well, Brian, I I. I mean, I guess, I guess you could, I guess I get to your point if I was an American. Yeah. Okay. Right. Why can't, why can't, look, we live in a world where everyone has the right to make $3 per delivery. <laughs> maybe less. If that. <laughs> maybe less. And probably less. Uh, break even on gas and expenses. Uh-huh. Yes. Delivering right. Chipotle burritos to me on a cold, snow-packed winter's night. Yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you another story. I've got another personal okay, story about okay. this. Not only do I have my own, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll admit, you know, maybe my former uh, professional uh, working history is clouding my judgment here. Yeah, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I could see that. Um, a little too close to the situation here. A couple of weeks ago, mm. probably like a month ago, okay? Uh, I want to be accurate here, right? right? Uh, I was sitting in my house trying mm. to do some work. It was mm. about 9.30 at night. I get a knock at the door. No one comes to my house you don't after a certain at- amount of time. I mean, I'm I never we I, I we never get anybody that comes. You're on a quiet street. My, yes, it's very quiet. No one should be knocking on my door. No. So I'm I'm already. Right, first of all, I was trying to do some work. Second of all, 
I was kind of freaked out by this. Right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go down, I look out my window, and I see a, a pretty good-sized guy right. standing on my porch right. that I don't recognize. Um, so I open up the door, and I'm like, can I help you? And he's got a bag with him. And he's a bag man. He says, is this, you know, whatever street address, I'm not going to say it, but... Um, <laughs> And I, I said, no, that's, you know, one of my neighbor's house down there. And uh, mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay. And, and so I, we were trying to figure out which house it was. I don't know what the, you know, all the numbers on my street. And uh, finally I directed him towards the right house. Yeah. Long story short. Uh, but as he's walking away, I said, what are you, what are you doing? You know, what, what are you? What? Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. I was, yeah, basically <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> yeah, what, what are you doing? And uh, I said, oh, Grubhub. And ah. so uh, I looked down and he had a little red sack and it said Grubhub on it. And uh, anyway, so he, he leaves. It, it was it was icy out that night as well. And yeah. he gingerly, we have a driveway that goes up yeah, this hill. Yeah, you have a steep hill. This dude was a big guy. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, please do not fall down in my driveway. It was seriously like he was... He's going to sue you. Yes. I mean, going up my driveway. And I was like, oh my God. And so I was all freaked out about that. Then he gets in his car and he st- promptly drives down the wrong <laughs> the wrong driveway. <laughs> So I, I am in, I think I had socks on and it was in the snow and I, cause some of my neighbors are older people and I didn't, they shouldn't be disturbed right. at 10 o'clock at night, you know? Right. And so I walk out there in the snow and I waved him down and I, he, and I said, no, 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 not that driveway. This one right here. I pointed him to the right driveway and then he went in and he got in and he finally delivered the food. But my thing is this, okay, that was a big pain for whatever the food was i don't know what it was for but him yeah it had to have been freezing cold by the time he got it to them the food I, itself i mean yes i yeah. mean we were out talking for you know 20 minutes 30 minutes <laughs> no, it wasn't that long but you know my so tell point, me your life story yeah uh, my point is it was quite some time so mm. um you know now had it been me i would have ace ventured it into right. that exact right yeah, spot, yeah. Yeah, I would have yeah, tossed yeah. the tossed the food at them. It would have been piping hot. Right. Uh, they would have, you know, alrighty then. Yeah, they would have thrown me the money, and I would have been off to the Cut next teeth to the next. Yeah, off to the next uh, drop off. Wow. Well, Brian, I, I think you're. Uh, I don't think that's a good data point. I think. Uh, I think that if that guy had like looked at his phone, and then looked at where the red dot was that he was at. Right, and then the red, the other yeah. dot where he needed to be, he probably could have figured that out. This is my, this is my, mm. um, this is why I'm scared about Glenn. Oh. Is that people start relying too much on their phones, mm. not on their own experience? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You're gonna find yourself you, with some cold Chipotle burritos. You do make a and 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 those are the worst. <laughs> those those are the actually. Worst. I think McDonald's cold would be bad. Cold soggy McDonald's is what you're gonna end up with. <sighs> Yeah, if you get a Chipotle burrito with like sour cream on it and maybe some runny like salsa, it gets game over. Uh, yeah. So maybe stick with the burrito bowl. Maybe yeah, that's what we're saying. That's yeah, that could be a good. You can compromise. just pop that right yeah. in the back in the microwave. Everybody can kind of leave agree the lips on off. That. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I haven't I haven't used this wonderful new technology yet. Neither have but I. But I'm excited about the possibility of having some random person. Uh. I guess yeah. I guess any delivery person's random. 
Yeah, they are, but but they have to report to the same. Yeah, <laughs> I. That's another part of it that's a little weird. Well, At least you could, if there was some kind of a problem with your delivery, you could say, "Hey, Domino's or Little Caesars, fire that guy." Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you could say, "Hey, he forgot my ranch sauce." But if you, oh, yeah. you know, if you're calling up Domino's, they're like, "Well, oh, that's a," or you know, if you call up McDonald's, like, "Oh, it, oh that's they, Uber he, Eats." He forgot my Big Mac. Right. And they say, "Oh, well." I don't know. There's there's half of a Big Mac uh, (laughs) with bite marks in it. Yeah, Uh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it introduces another third party that you could shift blame to. Mm. So there's all kinds of problems with this. Well, this is a a sticky wicket right here. This is something that we're going to have to really mull over. I don't feel quite so passionately as I have in the past. Right. Um, I'm not budging on this one. Well, I can see see that obstinate look in your eye. I'm not. You've... This that is. Glint. I back down too much. Yeah, this but not, is too not, far. Not this one. This is a bridge too far. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna win you over. Uh, you're probably gonna win me over on this, Brian. I, 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 I just can't see you, you budging. Yeah, that's it's not happening. And you know, my former work as a delivery driver. I just, you know, my fellow delivery drivers that are out there mm-hmm. that are working for Little Caesars these days. Mm-hmm. You know. What's going to happen next? I mean, are they just going to contract out with Grubhub and then all of a sudden there's no more delivery drivers? That was a great college job for me. Yeah. You know, it really, uh, really paid for a lot of beer. Let me. <laughs> Not working hours. <laughs> right. After right, working right, hours. Right, right. And you were 21. And I was 21. Yep. Years old. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hear you, man. I had buddies who gave plasma. Oh, yeah. So uh, there was a couple times that they got confused with you know um drug users because mm. of the you know you look at their yeah, arms they got true. tracks all yeah. over them that's a yeah a that is a downside of, in and out of right so you don't have that Mm-mm. um which is good Mm-mm. good for you yeah so I, I i don't have the delivery experience uh i was a i was a a, a chef at sonic oh um, wow yeah so that's yeah that is um you know. See, my position, they're just going to have machines do it, right? That's true. That's true. Order in. Somebody, some some robot's going to be plopping down patties on the grill, mm-hmm. right? But can they anticipate the rush? Yeah. It's 435. <laughs> what are you going to do? Put five patties down in anticipation. You just know <laughs> they're going to get used, right? Not, not a robot. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Okay, well... Uh, we'll have to delve into that next time. Mm. Robotics taking over fast food. <laughs> oh, I've got some thoughts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the final segment of the Gentleman Podcast mm. tonight. And uh, this is the questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. And Glenn, um, another thing that came across my desk recently. You know, I get a lot of letters. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. get a lot of yeah, letters. Yeah, yeah. I go through them. Yeah. You vet them before right. they get to you. Right. You know? Um, and, uh, this came across my desk and it was a, the idea of the fact that there's these things out there that are celebrity cruises. Yes. Now there's a celebrity cruise line, but that's just a brand yeah, name. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not Unrelated. talking about that. Right. I'm talking about the cruises where you sign up, you buy your ticket for the cruise and the attraction is not really the cruise. Right. It's like a famous musical artist or right. a famous actor. Mm-hmm. Or a group of actors. Right. Uh, they can't run away. No. They're stuck they're on, on the, the ship with you. <laughs> right. Uh, and so there's, there's a whole proliferation of these things mm-hmm. 
where you know if you're a, a fan of whatever band you can sign up for that band's cruise and you can be on the cruise you can listen to and play and right. i think the hope is that you'll be mingling with the band you or know bands like they have rock cruises or, you five thousand yeah. people in the band will all right. be hanging out right yeah. So the the question is, Glenn, you know, if you could just pick, maybe it's real, maybe it's not, mm. uh, one of these celebrity cruises that you'd be all in for, mm-hmm. what would it be? And let me give you some examples real quick, because I, I sent these to you when I when I started looking yes. at this. When yes. I started deep diving into this, yes. I got pretty deep. <laughs> and uh, the ones that I saw that really stuck out to me, there's three of them that really jumped out at me. And, jumped uh, off the webpage. And the first one was Malefic- Male- <laughs> Maleficent. Maleficent. Melissa Etheridge, yes, uh, has a has a, one of these cruises, yeah, and it's her and a bunch of supporting acts. Kansas native, Kansas native out there, yeah. Um, On to my window. <laughs> uh, but Melissa Etheridge has one of these cruises. It's mm. her and uh, a bunch of supporting acts, mm-hmm. and apparently, I think this is the fourth year that they've done it. And loosely supported, yeah. And so I was spending all this time reading about this Melissa Etheridge cruise, so much so that how much time, Brian? I was watching videos, and, you know. Um, anyway, yeah, I was showing Glenn earlier that I was I was looking at websites for this podcast, and a Melissa that I, all my ads are all Melissa Etheridge. Right, you've been cooking. cruise <laughs> cruise now. So, uh, so anyways, yeah. Melissa Melissa Etheridge is one. Uh, also, three eleven. Yeah, has a cruise. The band Three Eleven. Okay, yeah. but the weirdest one, the weirdest one that I found, was uh, the Walking Dead Stalker, the Walker Stalker cruise, right. which I told Glenn was extremely aptly named because unlike a band, right? You know, musical artists are one thing, right? Right. Because uh, I can understand, you know, you show up and then you go to see a concert of your favorite artist right. on the boat. Mm-hmm. I'd see that whole thing playing out. But the Walking Dead Walker Stalker cruise is just a bunch of actors from that show on the same ship you are doing autograph sessions and things like that. Yeah. But can you imagine how weird that is? It does seem a little odd. And the fact that they named it Walker Stalker is extremely appropriate because the only people that are going to sign up for that cruise is really weird people. I mean, no offense if you are going to be on this cruise. But... You have to be pretty weird to sign up for a cruise whose entire purpose is to be around actors in a show that you really like. Right. And I think I'm the only adult who's never seen The Walking Dead. Right. But I think, if correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't think the main character or characters are even on this cruise, it's right? All, it's all a bunch. Well, like the, I mean, tertiary. They're, 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 they're pretty well-known characters of the film. Like, if you, if you know the show, you're going to know. Yeah. You'll die right away. You're but like, it's not yeah, like the right. main character. And it's not like... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Main characters. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, Glenn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting to you. What what if you were going to pick one of these cruises, if you if some like one of your uh, one you know, one that you'd love to be on, what okay. would it be? Well, first off, let me say that I think this is a great idea. Celebrity uh, cruises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and let me tell you why. Because if there was a Lord of the Rings uh celebrity cruise, right. I mean, think about it. You got Frodo? Right. Boromir? Bilbo? Bilbo? Mhm. Uh, and you could you could mix all the movies, right? It, why why just be you know one of them? Right. Uh, you could do you know you could do a Tolkien cruise, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the the reason I picked that one, Brian, is Pippin be- Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pippin Mary. Smoke pipes yeah. with Pippin and Mary. Take a ride on Shadowfax. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. the sky's the limit here. <laughs> right. Um, you know, get some long bottom leaf and right. just hang out with uh, mm-hmm. the boys, right? So uh, yeah, so there's <clears throat> and, and the other thing too is that like. 
the Lord of the Rings movies introduced a lot of extra characters too. So you could just you know, right, be hanging poolside with some orcs or uh, Urukai, right, or uh, maybe some elves, right. Maybe know, you go bowling, right, versus the orcs, right, right. I mean, maybe Gladriel's out by the pool. Maybe you know. Yep. I mean, yeah. You know, one thing after another. Right. You're drinking mai tais. You're, you're, you're drinking elf. Yeah, elven juice. Elven mai tais. <laughs> elven mai. Uh, yeah. No, the, I, Lord of the Rings was actually on my list of potential oh, yeah. ones because yeah, the, yeah. also the thing about Lord of the Rings is that it's very there's a lot of scene like there's a lot of different uh, areas yep. to Middle Earth. So you oh could, yeah yeah yeah. You know, Thematic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I and I'm I'm joking about this, but if there actually was this cruise. I would almost entertain. Going. I would. Th- I would seriously think about it. And and and, and the other c- contributing factor would be that my wife would really want to go too. Yeah. So no they're like, about okay, that. well, yeah, everybody's in. But the thing with that that's a little different for me. Yep. I'm gonna try to explain why it's not weird that I would go on a Lord of the Rings cruise. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Stay with me here. Stay, yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing. Okay. The thing I was gonna say was that um, mm. I'm not. I wouldn't go there to meet. Frodo Baggins. Right. You know, like the actor. Uh, I don't remember what the guy's name is. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. I should Not know that, that I know that uh, off know the top that. of my tip of the tongue here. Uh, you know, but I, I wouldn't go there in the hopes of bumping into Frodo and hanging out and having a beer with him. I would go just to, like, take the whole experience in. Right. Uh, go to the Mordor room. Right. You know, have a whiskey in the Mordor room. Right. And, you know, go to Mount Doom, the Mount Doom disco, right? Yeah, do all that stuff. <laughs> that would be enjoy. I could see how that. I could see how that would be an enjoyable trip. You know, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, the whole idea of just showing up to one of these cruises in order to uh, bump into a celebrity is a little weird. Yeah. Well, what about you, Brian? What would uh, what well, would you do? You took a good one that I was going to do, but oh no! Yeah, I, I mean that, that that's what I, that was one of the ones I had in my mind. Okay, like Lord of the Rings really stuck out to me as a cruise that could happen. You know, but so I, then I started thinking about what bands, you know, because I was like, you know, I could see how you'd want to go to one of these things and you'd see, you know, want to see your band and everything Live like shows, that, you yeah. know, but I, you know, I don't really have any particular bands that I'm just, you know, obsessed with, you know, some people are really into, I don't know, but you know, there's, you know, historically there's Grateful Dead people that go Great, all yeah, the shows deadheads, yeah. and, you know, all these things. Rolling People get stones. obsessed. They start following these bands around and stuff. And I'm not like that. I don't have any particular mm-hmm. bands that I'm that obsessed with. But I did think of about a band that would have a great cruise that okay. I would definitely want to be a part of. <laughs> and it's a band called The Darkness. <laughs> and the reason why I think this would be a great cruise is because, first of all, oh. I, would enjoy, I would enjoy their musical show. Yes. Right? That would be an enjoyable thing. But... I also think that those guys would totally go out and you would, that would be the thing where you would turn around and the lead singer would be standing there and you guys would both do a shot of whiskey and then, you know. (laughs) Whatever else. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Ah. (laughs) But, you know, I could see uh, that would be a fun cruise, I believe. Yes. Agreed. And I believe in a thing called love. (laughs) I believe in a thing called celebrity cruises. That's right. Um, so anyway, I could I could do a darkness. Uh, oh, I could do a darkness. Be, that's a great. One. I could see that that would be a lot of fun, and it would only be fun for five days, four mm-hmm. days, four days, three nights. 
Yeah, it, it can't be like a week long cruise. No, which I, I think the Melissa Etheridge one. Is it was like, yeah, it's a cruise. It's, it's a, like it's, it's a, a full. I don't know where they're going or oof. what they're doing, but. Down to my window. <sighs> Hopefully, your cabin has a window. Um, yeah, port. Yeah, port. Port view. Port hole. Um, Willie McGlynn. Okay, well, that's good to know. We've got a couple of good... Okay, so we have a couple of good business ideas right here. We've got... Yeah. We're now official emoji court experts. Right. So we re- we're ready to take clients already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready yeah. to go. Um, we're going to set some precedents mm-hmm. in that regard. And we also have two great cruise ideas. Lord mm. of the Rings and the Darkness Cruise. Wow, that's, this has been a productive... <laughs> We've yeah. got business ideas here. Millions and millions and millions of pennies of right. business ideas. Right. Right. At least one million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Maybe. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, Glenn. Uh, okay. Well, that's all sorted out. Uh, one hour's worth of work, and then we got three business ideas. So Let's go smoke some cigars. Yeah. We should uh, finish up this, this night by uh, really getting into the business plans that's it. Okay. for these situations. All right. Good. Uh, so anyway... Okay, well, that means we should go and, and take care of that right away. Uh, well, this is episode number 153 of the Gentleman Podcast. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening to this. And we will see you again in two weeks for episode number 154. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you in a couple weeks. Good night. Adios. <laughs>